The views and opinions expressed in this presentation are those of the producer and those appearing in this show and do not necessarily represent the views of Dairy Cam, the town of Dairy, or any of its staff or affiliates. I can't help but feel good. I can't help but feel fine. Everything is in its place and all of it is mine. Hello, my name is Tom Donovan and I'm here with my co-host Gail Brenner Nastasia, author of The Fruit You'll Never See. We want to welcome you to our show, All Things Recovery. We are currently sponsored by Sobriety Centers of New Hampshire, um, but here on our show we discuss all topics in regarding mental health, substance abuse, treatment options, and the mental health system itself. We recover all topics by inviting guests from all facets of recovery treatment, enforcement, and policy. The door is wide open, and we want to be a resource. We take topics, suggestions, and we always welcome feedback. The show is always dedicated to my friend and recovery warrior, Craig Barnaby, who dedicated his life to the well-being of others. So today we have Diane Teal from a Ray of, High, Ray of Light Recovery Cafe. I, can't, I left my tongue in the car, <laughs> so I apologize for that. So, Dan, thank you for coming. Diana. Diana. Again, left my That's tongue. That's okay. In the so, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and, and what is Rhea Light Recovery Cafe? Well, uh, first off, uh, my name is Diana, and I am a woman in long-term nice. uh, recovery. Uh, I'll be celebrating, God willing, uh, 23 years on September 10th. So it so, can uh, happen. It can happen. It does happen. Yeah, it, it does, does happen. happen. It's real possible. And uh, it's definitely my, my main purpose in life, to let people know, you nice. know that it's possible. Um, I've been blessed, or some may say challenged, to wear um, many hats nice. in, in the field of uh, addiction and recovery. Um, I'm a registered nurse uh, by nice. trade, and so I've dealt with, you know, and seen lots of addiction and um, people detoxing and whatnot through, through hospital nursing. Yeah. And um, as I said, I'm long-term recovery, and uh, I'm a, a mother who has uh, dealt with addiction in the family, and I lost my son Raymond on March 4th, of 2020. So sorry for your loss. And uh, and I had a choice to make that day, and that was, um, you know, what what was I going to do with all that pain? And I'm blessed because of what recovery had already instilled yeah. in me through the 12 steps, and uh, you know, building a relationship uh, with you know my creator. Um, I was able to lean in on him yeah. and and take that pain and give it a lot of purpose. Which right. is really where Ray of Light Recovery Cafe came from. So you know, it's named after Ray, and I'm oh, thrilled so. to uh, to honor him and keep his name yeah. going. And um, talk about turning something a tragedy into something yeah, you know, you know yeah. that's going to benefit so many people. Yeah, that it's been the best example of, to me of you know where we can really um, use our pain to such great purpose. It truly yeah. has been my microphone since he died. It was probably my microphone a bit before he yeah. died, too. Um, blessed for the times that I had with him yeah. that his recovery was working, because he certainly was able to bless many. Yeah. You know, when, when Ray passed, it was right at the beginning of COVID. Awesome. We were probably one of the last funerals, and at his funeral, 
750 people wow. and lined up for two to three hours. And young people that have no patience waited. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's They says waited a lot outside of, of that pilot to get in and, wow. and pay respects. He was, I mean, I, I knew him. He was a ray of light. He was. He really was. So yeah, he was even, helping people too. He was. And yeah. if, if, if God didn't bless me with about 400 of the 750 coming in and saying, your son, you know, put my yeah. hand in God's hand, or your wow. son taught me how to pray, or your son, uh, it was, it was, um, it was amazing. Right. It was amazing. So how did, how did Ray of Light come to be? So Ray of Light came to be because me and Ray had always had uh, ambitions of wanting to do something yeah. in the recovery world and wanting to be more active in this opiate crisis. Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, we had lived both sides of the coin so much yeah. and we could see things that were working and things that weren't. And um, a cafe was not really in my initial vision, but, you know, God's plan's always different than mine. Yeah. And uh, I was just uh, coming into Ray's first year of uh, the celebration of his life. Yeah. And we were planning a, a Facebook broadcast and my church was uh, doing a big concert and we were having, you know, gonna do it, do it. And so I was with uh, my pastor and he said, you know, Diana, we've got that space above a one deli's in Haverhill, Mass, yeah. 92 Merrimack Street. And he said, we're not doing anything with it. And I asked oh, him what cool. the price was for it. And it was reasonable enough that I said, well, I think I could wing this just even with, you know, some grassroots donations. Right. And, right. Uh, and that was really how it came to be. And I could tell you that, um, you know, so many people had said, you know, on the year day, you're going to be so, you know, right. and believe me, I've been. Never had People more have pain. The best but I, I on Razia Day was couldn't. Have, I couldn't stop the joy. I couldn't right. stop right. the thoughts. I right. couldn't stop. You know, I had a little Nespresso my daughter had bought me machine, yeah. and I said I could just. Uh, it was just one of the best days. I mean, of course, there's been many days after that where I just miss him so much because he's not, you know, there with us. But she that's really how it, it formed. So we, you know, we kicked it off with a with a concert and uh, we passed a basket. You know, raised about six or seven hundred dollars, and wow, that was just about amazing. the first month's rent. And um, it's really been that way ever so since. So, tell us about about what the place. Yeah, cafe? what is it? Yeah. So, um, a recovery cafe. Because I don't know, I don't know about it either. I've never. Well, what had happened for me is, in my profession of uh, being a nurse, I was advancing my degree. Yeah. I had been just a, an associate degree RN, and so I'd written some papers in my bachelor's degree and around addiction and recovery. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the models that I had stumbled upon was the Recovery Cafe Network model, and it's based out of Washington State, and um, it's probably started in around 2013. Is it a national network? It's a national network okay. now. Wow. National yeah, I, network. I had, I've never heard um, of it. It, yeah. it is a national network, and uh, more and more are coming to fruition every year. And, um, and so I, uh, I knew about that. And so I, um, I loved what they were based on because the core belief is that every human being, whether they've been traumatized, homeless, addiction, mental health, is uh, deserves you know so love and respect exclusive. and dignity. It's based on love. Mm -hmm. nice. Love, love is the movement, and um, and so that's how we kind of just got started. As well as in Massachusetts, I'm not sure exactly how much is going on in New Hampshire. It's all these yeah. new peer recovery centers opening. Correct. And so that was happening just about the time that I opened. Um, but I did not have any funding initially for the yeah. first couple of years. And so we... Um, 
it's based that their philosophy is based a little bit more on multiple pathways of yeah. recovery. And so the nut saying, you know, AA is one pathway, right. smart recovery if you want to do the steps, but you don't want to talk about God. And then, you know, maybe celebrate recovery is where you really come in faith based right. and you, you, you want to do both the steps and that. And so, um, so what do they offer there? Like, so at my place, what we mostly started off with, because I had a strong uh, network of yeah. NAAA and things, we just started opening meetings. So, nice. you know, one of the uh, meetings that has really just taken off and is, a, you know, gets a lot from the IOPs and different people in Haverhill is there's a noontime meeting, Monday through Friday, and we open the doors about 10, 10, 30, so no that idea. people can Me come either. in mm -hmm. and they can have coffee and, and, nice. and fellowship and um, we try to give resources when needed. And then we have the noon meeting, you know, till one o'clock every day, different book every day. Nice. Sometimes they've tried to encourage me to do more discussion, but I'm like, no, reading a little book helps. Right. And, um, and so that was really direction. our first yeah. solid yeah. meeting. And I reached out to an IOP that was meeting in Haverhill, yeah. uh, NFI, and a lot of their people all come down. Nice. They walk down uh, three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Love it. And, um, Great and then meeting. we just built from there. So we have NA meetings on Friday night. We have women's big book meetings. We have big book step study on Sunday night. We not, have celebrate recovery it's all not day. Different. It's Specific. not an AA clubhouse. And right. honestly, God bless right. those of AA. I had to keep letting them know that, that this is not right. uh, AA. And, you know, of its own accord, with some of the philosophies yeah. of the uh, recovery cafe network is that community mm. that yeah. people need and that connectedness yeah. because the addiction is 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 the opposite it of being connected loneliness right. it's loneliness right. and yeah. not connected and this provides connectiveness and then membership is is supported and really gives you that accountability and uh, that's what i think is peers. important is people have to realize and we say it every time and we talk about it all the time you don't have to be alone. And a lot of us who use, because Gail and I also, um, I don't hope you don't mind me talking about I, it. I'm well, no, you know that. But, we, Gail, <laughs> but we, we're both in recovery too. And, and I have tried to do it on my own as well as a lot of people I know, and it doesn't work. So can, getting connected is so important and having a place where you can feel comfortable and find those connections. And especially because, yeah. I mean, going to meetings is fine, but it's still just a meeting and then you go home. But to have a place to go every day, like right. to have a place where, like cheers, you know, sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. That's the... Exactly. So and uh, so other things have come too, like on Saturday nights we do open mic. And oh, so that's wow. just like a social night. We'll usually kick it off with a little bit of a gratitude meeting, but the majority of it is just everybody coming and having, you know, that coffee awesome. and snacks and playing music till, you know, wow. nine, ten, a couple now, of times. Do, where gone do the snacks and the coffee come from? They come pretty much from donations, you know. Really? Initially, I thought we were going to, like, sell coffee or whatever we were going to do to try to pay the rent. That isn't how it played out. Yeah. And, and so it's been... Um, you know, church helps me, people wow. in the community help me. So and um, and so there's, there's never been a time we haven't had a pot of coffee. So what I do um, know is that you have another location. So tell we us do. About so that. um so this location where I'm at has not been um, what I would say funded. 
Right. Um, so I um, have just been doing it on um, some local fundraising and charity donations and, you know, people that even knew Ray. Yeah. One of his cousins donates a few thousand dollars a year on Giving Tuesday. She wow. doesn't know how much that helps because they right. double it, her work, oh, wow. and it ends up being five or six grand. And wow. that covers the rent, you know. That's incredible. And, I, and it just gives me a little bit of breathing room. Um, a little over a year ago, I was working with the Recovery Cafe Network through Zoom, and they knew that I was trying to get into their model. And um, they also, the only recovery cafe in the state of Massachusetts is in Lowell, Mass. Right. And so Lowell, Mass was actually talking with them about wanting to expand to Haverhill. Nice. And I was already meeting with them on Zoom for a few months in Haverhill trying to find out the core principles and do what I needed yeah. to do and uh, find out how I was going to apply and get the, you know, the guiding principles all active. And so they, uh, they hooked us up. So she said, you really need nice. to go down to Lowell. And I went to Lowell uh, a little over a year ago, met with them, and they asked me to partner with them. And wow. initially, I was uh, being a little alcoholic. I was a little skeptical. <laughs> but right. I prayed about it, and I said, this is like the best of both worlds. Because yeah. when you want to manage a big grant, it actually takes a lot of work to just manage the grant. Right. And Lowell House has enough people behind the scenes. It takes a lot of work to write the grant. Exactly. Right. I was just so we say. wrote it together. Yeah. Nice. I, did do, I did, did write quite a bit of the grant, and they, as well as them. And they wow. knew what to write because they had had one before and right. received one. So yeah. they had the experience and uh, so we did that we submitted it in uh, March we just found out this past summer that wow. um, we have received funding uh, awesome. from the state of Massachusetts and what the state of Massachusetts um, uh, BSAS Bureau of Substance yeah. Abuse uh, is uh, been providing they had 27 I don't know I think they added on another five yeah. or ten so they're probably up to about 37 now of funded cafes and that consists of in the in the country in just Massachusetts, just Massachusetts. Really? It's just Massachusetts wow. peer oh. recovery is there centers. a place you can find is there a website? there's only two recovery cafes I'm going to be the oh, second okay. one That's in Massachusetts what I was confused right. about. okay yes recovery okay. cafe so we'll be following a little bit of two guidelines recovery Every Net Cafe Network has some of their guidelines, and most of them are in sync with what the state nice. would also like to have as their peer recovery centers. That's what they call them. Peer, so peer are they staffed? They staff. are staff. So I've had no staff up until now, just volunteers and me, because there was never really enough funding to actually pay somebody even ten or fifteen dollars an hour yeah. to answer phones and be at the door and stay well, it would open. Be nice to stay up. right for yes. the day. Yeah. So now yeah. we'll be oh, open yeah. sixty hours a week. Wow. And uh, we'll be open in some evenings. And sometimes that might even be a little outside of the 60 hours that mm -hmm. were yeah. already open. Some of it might be included. but Like well, like the September 7th, yeah. Thursday, yes. Thursday night. Yeah. Well, be September there that night. 7th, we'll still be at the cafe where I'm at. Oh, right? that which that, doing, yeah. The, next the cafe meeting. where I'm at is not going to be funded by the grant. Right. The grant is actually moving. So we just bought a building in Haverhill, wow. 222 Washington Street. I met with contractors Saturday all morning. Wow. And uh, it's it's a great That's building really that needs a really lot is. of work, but it's got such character. And one thing it has is a big stage. So that's, that's really. what sold me. I'm like, we're getting this stage because we can have open mic, we can have recovery drama, see it out. <laughs> it's really, really, yeah. um, it's going to be amazing. Well, we know there's a shortage of treatment and a shortage of providers. Did you say that that is something that there's going to be any type of bridge services there? 
Well, that is exactly what the whole idea of the recovery cafe or these peer recovery centers is, yeah. is bridging the gap. Yeah. Because, and this was something I experienced firsthand with Ray, is that my son would go into treatment, he would get IOP, he would build a community of a bunch of young guys, yeah. two or three months, and as soon as insurance knocked yeah. out, they'd be bumped out, they'd be, right. you know, trying to maybe go to sober living in Manchester or Nashua and um and 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 miss miss their, you know, kind of the the connection. Connection the they'd already right. built. Yeah. And so we um we want to be that connection that doesn't end. You nice. know, because even as you get a job you may be able to come a little bit less, but we're still gonna be there for you whenever you can come in that you're not working and there's no fee. Recovery Cafe is based on uh, these recovery circles, so we really want people to become members. Nice. And as a member of the community, there's a few guiding principles. One would be that there's a recovery circle that you would be assigned to and you would attend that weekly with a commitment. I mean, if something comes up, you yeah. can certainly get excused out of your group. For the and that's week. just so everybody has somebody there. And accountability, they, right. right. Correct. And it becomes their place. Which is and great they also, for somebody in, who has... Any yeah, and they also yeah. have meetings like, you know, weekly or monthly that would be like things that they want to see. And the, we take the direction as staff from the members. Right. So if they said, geez, you know, we've been wanting to hear, we heard about this trauma-based book and group that you could do, yeah. then we could, we could offer it. And so they're really going to set the tone of how the cafe is going to grow and what direction it'll, wow. it'll grow in and what's being offered. So what's your capacity going to be going forward uh, as, um, as far as your position in the I'm actually I'm going to be um, an outreach coordinator oh. and program so I'll be working with the program and a lot of outreach because nice. coming up from Lowell out of the crew that we already have yeah. I'm the one that knows all the connections in Haverhill right. nice. and I definitely love uh, having participation in the actual programming like some nice. of the things that we'll offer for groups and things um, I, I didn't want the director's position, so a, but a good friend of mine has taken the director's position, wow, so nice. there was actually going to be a director. So tell me what kind of groups. So groups will be, some of the things that will move over will be just regular, you know, AA meetings, yeah. big book step study will move over. Celebrate Recovery is definitely moving nice. over, which I really made sure was on the grant because... Um, sometimes with the state guidelines, there's a little uh, fuzziness about faith-based, yeah. but they actually accepted it all I you know, you know, as you know one of the pathways. Celebrate Recovery, right? Are you... Very minimal. Celebrate Recovery uh, started in um, Saddleback Church in California, yeah. and it was a guy that was going to a lot of AA meetings and going to church yeah. on Sunday, and he wanted to see the two combined. He wrote a 25-page letter to... Pastor Rick Warren, that many wow. know for the, his book, The Purpose Given Life. He wrote mm -hmm. that book. And uh, and so he got his attention. And it was book, kind of born out of that. So nice. it's a merger of, you'd be really amazed at how much from the big book is out of the Bible. And so it just kind oh, of combines the two. I'm not amazed. I, I know. <laughs> I'm not amazed. But, <laughs> some, some would be amazed. Right. But I will tell you, people... Even even me in the treatment world, there's an overlap of what uh, Bill and Bob in the big book overlaps into counseling and into theory. It's amazing it, when it you worked. actually think of it. It's all pretty relative. I don't I don't care whether you say it's DBT, dialectical behavioral therapy, 
CBT or 12 steps. It's cognitive all about behavioral cognitive therapy. behavioral yeah. therapy. See, I'm glad you do that because there are things people throw out these these letters right. and I have no idea what they're talking about. Right, so it's... but it's all really about <laughs> our thoughts change, control our behaviors and their consequences. And whether or not we feel connected. Correct. Connection, yeah, absolutely. Connection is key. Yep. Connection Why do you think key. in the clinical world they use, if you actually look up the research, they say the best form of treatment for people in addiction is groups. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So group counseling is preferred because of that model. So it's all pretty relative. And I like the fact that you do give people options, multiple options. And you'd be surprised. I think the thing that surprised me is without even asking, people want to feel like pride in their place. So yeah, right. guys that That's were it. homeless that yeah. came to me, I, I could tear up from the streets, yeah. started at the Nuna. You know, I poured some love and encouragement in them and, and they, it. you know, they kept coming. The next thing within a couple months, Mike's taking the trash out every day. I got to get the trash for Diana. I got to get here yeah. every day. I got to... And it wow. just, to see that spark take off, you know, another guy that was coming again just mm. showed up homeless on a Sunday night, and we That's were able to it. get him a scholarship into Green Street Sober Living, but he just kept coming to the cafe, yeah. and the next thing you know, we ended up with a job downstairs at A1 Deli, oh, wow. Wow. you know, doing dishes, and like, finally, within like the last two years, he got a place, and you know, I don't see as much of him, but I hope, hope he's going to meetings wherever he's at, but he just... Right. It's fantastic. He's living. It really it is. just it's... happens. Lives can be transformed by yeah, by by, well, by simple actions. And we know actions. this not just because of the things that we do or see, but because of where we are, right? Yeah. Because we're all in recovery, and it's just miraculous what yeah. we're capable of. Without, the, I mean, people and people don't know. It is because I you know, know. And no. we to, to to think of what you know, I was able to take such pain of losing Ray and yeah. give it some such purpose yeah. as this re recovery center, you know, I was a girl that would have thought the world was against me when I had a flat tire. Right. You know, that's, oh, that's too, who right. I brought in oh, here. Yeah. And I don't think like and that And when anymore. I was younger, so I came to AA when I was 15, so I, I had that experience of being young in, yeah. you know, in recovery. Um, and we had a lot of, we just hung out together. Like, there were sober dances, and there were, you know, there were different yeah. things that don't exist today. So, and that's why I love the part about when you say they're doing fun activities because that's a component people forget in right. recovery. I get sober yeah. so I can live or I can have fun. And yeah. I get clean so I can have fun. And you guys bring that in there. We are. We're going to be getting a, a 15 passenger van because that's nice. been at the top of my wish list. And nice. Um, when I got talking with them as we were looking for the building, she said, oh, no, that's coming in with this. So we'll be able to, you know, pack that's them awesome. up for field trips, yeah. <laughs> which is so much fun for me. I was can't so wait I have, to drive I have a kind thing. of a downer question with uh -oh. respect to that because of the lawyer in me. What about liability? With, with Well, somebody will have to, who's ever driving the van will be two or three people insured, but there's many people driving these 15 passenger vans around, uh, getting people to and from, and it's yeah. actually a really great way of community. My, you know, friend Freddie's in Portsmouth, and that was the first thing he really got with his 501c, yeah. was I got bridged, and his isn't just about addiction, it's just about things everybody has hurts. 
Everybody yeah, has things absolutely. that come up and traumatize you or put well, you in a state of, you know, backsliding. And so that's what his about. And they, yeah. you know, he just piles them all up in the van and takes them to, to different things, whether it's church or to a meeting or wow. yoga on the beach. You oh, know, someone's awesome. offering yoga awesome. on the beach and give them all around 15 people. They get to experience that. And then hopefully they get to go on their own, you know. Um, so it can, as far as the cafe goes, so it can expand. It can evolve. You could bring I'm in different things. I'm guessing it will. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is going to evolve. I really feel like um, we have the opportunity to, to have lots oh, of volunteers so that can bring in anything. You know, my daughter is one that, you know, another area is she just loves couponing and financing and just motherly skills that a lot of the women coming right. in, they don't even know how to manage right. And so my daughter is already going to definitely oh. be doing some stuff. She's done a few things at the cafe now, and she'll definitely stay on board because that's the groups they just love having, yeah. you know, uh, you know, Life how do you skills. handle parenting? I would you know? love to talk about coming in to do a group. Yeah. Yes. We'll talk about that. Yeah. But it looks like we're getting down yeah. to the wire. Is this something? And I would be happy to do a group as well. One thing I really wanted to mention is uh, we talked a little bit about funding, but the cafe that's above A1 is, is funded by some of the fundraisers I do. And on September 23rd, we'll be hosting our third annual Jericho Walk uh, for the Ray of Light Recovery Cafe. And um, it's in uh, Haverhill. We start off at Common Ground, which is on Winter Street. Everybody hangs out there. And then at 10 o'clock, we walk only about a half mile down the street to GAR Park, which is a very visible park in yeah. Haverhill. I love it. Yeah. I love to do events there because we really get to be the face of recovery. And we are going to have bands and people speaking all day on the stage, food all day, so many recovery resource vendors. It's 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 an amazing day on like September fun. 23rd. We'd love to have any of you come join us. Is there any other way people can help? Is there any other way people can uh, Ray of Light Recovery does not have a website yet, but we do have a Facebook page. And on that Facebook page, there is like a PayPal. And at some point, I'm going to get a Venmo because people yeah. seem to, uh, uh, you know, enjoy that a little bit more than yeah. PayPal. When we first started, we it's had PayPal. Easier to use. And you can yes. click on it and donate it. But we are going to be getting a Venmo up and running before this walk. So <laughs> Venmo, but also with the scan. Yes, we got scanning codes. We got codes on QR, QR, QR codes on our flyer. <laughs> I was so happy so when perfect. we had a, My daughter does all know. that. That's not me. Well, yeah, you got to use people's skills to your benefit. So, and anybody could just walk in. Anybody can just walk in at any time of day. Like Is I there said, a from, schedule from 10 to 2, there's calendar on the website. Yeah, okay. I give out calendars at the cafe. And um, there's some schedule, because there is scheduled stuff, and then there's stuff that becomes. Mm-hmm. You know, just added in the open mics are usually on Saturday nights. We took the summer off of them, but they're coming back. I think our first one's going to be September 9th, Saturday okay. night open mic, and kind of get back at that. that. Sounds great. And and, is, um, um, is there a phone number or anything if people had to call for information? I'm welcome to have people call my phone number, which is 603 489 7061. We clicked so. So we're not the only ones that have brain cramps. <laughs> But it's um, it's amazing work, well, thank and, you, and, and and we appreciate um, you coming on and talking about this important service. Which, you know, at some point we hope to have different facilities. 
When we open in February, we'll come back and I'll bring my partner in crime, Absolutely. Rich from Lowell, who's the director of that cafe. Well, please and, bring uh, him in. We'd love to come back and, and, and be open then and give you more information on how people can get to our, awesome. our new, new, new and funded center. Great. Yeah, and it, and it really is a great memorial for your son. Thank you. Again. Thank you. So, in closing, please continue to turn and tune in. Just remember, we are here to provide resources, and if you are in crisis, don't forget to dial 911. To seek services in New Hampshire, call 211. And if you're suicidal, call 988, the Suicide in Crisis line. And remember, we say this every week, don't do this alone. Ask for help, seek support. The views and opinions expressed in this presentation are those of the producer and those appearing in this show and do not necessarily represent the views of Dairy Cam, the town of Dairy, or any of its staff or affiliates. I can't